Some shows only talk about one little thing. How boring. One little subject all the time. But not us. Welcome to the Infinite Worlds Podcast. The show that talks about a little bit of everything. Giving you insight and interesting points of view. We love current events, anime, comic books, entertainment news, and information status updates on current projects, sci-fi movies, and video games. And we'll be covering The Ballad of the Outlands, an awesome original comic being created by Infinite Worlds Publishing at the end of the show. So make sure you listen all the way through. This is the Infinite Worlds Podcast. Here's Victorious Wolf with co-host DK Thomas, D-Mark, and Ivory Mike. Good afternoon, people out there in uh, podcast land. I'm Victorious Wolf, and we have D-Mark and uh, mm-hmm. Ivory Mike here. Howdy, everybody. Welcome to the Infinite Worlds Podcast. And today, we're going to be talking about a couple different things. First up is uh, current news. Now, we don't now, now, mind you, we don't have a special guest today because we have a report coming to you live on the scene we're interviewing a florida man who was arrested for attempting to rob a wendy's a very busy wendy's yes in florida (laughs) so eventually we'll get to that and uh i guess that is our special guest all right let's get to it now more than likely i'm just kind of looking through this looking at uh, a possible segment that we may have in the future called uh the crypto coin minute uh-oh. So today we're going to be talking about two different crypto sound coins. Sound the crickets. No, don't oh, sound yeah. the crickets. It's just, right. it's going to be the crypto coin minute, okay? It's not going to be that long, all right? Jeez. I think all right. on the last podcast, I think you lost half of our listeners. No, we in didn't. That, in no, 15-minute segment. We did not lose anybody because oh, okay. a lot of people are into cryptocurrency right now. It's, oh, it's okay. a big thing. This is... I mean, cryptocurrency has made millionaires and billionaires in the, you know, the course of a year's time. So, I mean, it's, it's relatively important to a certain extent anyway. So, you know, we're just going to give them a piece of information, just okay. enough for them to go out and find, you know, their own information. So there are two coins that I'm going to talk about today, roughly, you know, just generally really, really quick. And that's Saitama coin and Shiba Inu. Saitama coin is a cryptocurrency based off of a, I guess, an anime character. However, it was brought on and they have a lot of big plans, a lot of huge plans, a lot of um, interesting things. Uh, They're going to be setting up the ability to accept and pay medical bills on insurance with a specific token. They're also going to be setting up another blockchain altogether, as well as a crypto wallet. So this is going to be an all-encompassing thing. Me personally, I have 
quite a few coins. I'm very vested into it. Do some research, look it up. I may even have a separate segment altogether after I find out what people think of the crypto minute. The second thing that I'm going to talk about real quick is Shiba Inu. Now, Shiba Inu is a very interesting coin because it was birthed right after that the whole Dogecoin and things of that nature to ride on so and on its um, coattails. Shiba Inu is also a very interesting investment. I've seen people that have made anywhere between ten thousand dollars all the way up to a hundred thousand dollars on something on something as little as you know a hundred dollars to a thousand dollars let's say a year ago so there's a lot of ones that are coming out right now that you might be able to get on the the ground floor on and make a lot of money like that but look always do your research i am not a financial anything do your own research and that was the crypto minute there you go it's out flat Now, another thing in current news and and events that's going on right now is the lead singer of a band called Brass, or was it Brass Against? So, (laughs) something very interesting happened. They were in, uh, was it Rockville 2021? I guess this was a concert. I think it was uh, a couple nights ago. It yeah, wasn't and she on. Wasn't she on The Voice? Yeah, actually, she was a voice contestant. She got pretty far in there before she, you know, got thrown out. But she did pretty well. Was she, she on there too? Huh? <laughs> was she there too? No, 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 no. Nothing like that happened over there. But uh, their band uh, cover tunes of like rock and roll, like Rage Against the Machine, and then they use horns. Brat, like a brass setup. Oh, is it almost is like that? a ska kind of sound to it? Yeah. Oh, I see. I see that. That's why the whole They're thing is really good. The, all the was, brass against. Okay, I got you. Like this was all surprise. I think it was surprising to the band members too. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 no. You're good. So to get to the point, she was doing her set or singing thing and somehow or another a fan snuck onto the stage now instead of fanning this fan away she (laughs) told him to get on the floor she pissed him off (laughs) she she tells him to get on the floor and then she proceeds to pull down her pants and pee on his face and not just a little bit no, no, no. She peed all the pee that she had <laughs> in her entire body onto this man. Yeah, it looked like her, she was lighter when she got through. Oh, absolutely. She was there for a second. Like That wasn't even the worst part of it. He got up and spit it out into the yeah, crowd. Sure did. That was... Yeah, that's, that was I, you know, I mean, I guess it did wonders for his acne. You know, <laughs> but No, no, that's I, athlete's foot. Oh, it is? Oh. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think well, the way it goes. If you kill me, I'm leaving. That's. <laughs> hey, it... what's the difference between a garbanzo bean and a chickpea? Uh, uh... Chickpea dries up. Uh-uh. I've never had a garbanzo bean on my chest. You know what? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, 
Mike, I really feel like you're trying to horn in on my bad jokes. Uh, <laughs> you just let me do the bad jokes, okay? Uh, okay, I was, sure I was trying did. to take a stab. I'm sorry, Demarcus. I didn't mean to step on your toes there. Yeah, there wasn't no try in there. He he succeeded and yeah, okay. that was terrible. Sorry. It's okay. It's all right. Perfection is hard. So her name was what Sophia Erste. Yersta, I think her name is Yersta. Anyway. Sophia decided to pee on a man in front of, you know, hundreds of, you know, I think it's like a thousand people, a couple thousands of people. I don't believe I'm trying to figure this out. What would possess you? At what point in time did she say, you know what? I got an idea. I'm going to pee on him. I don't see it. She was probably like, this band isn't getting any recognition. I need to do something outside the box. Pun intended. Yeah, she, I, I think that. Sorry, there's I, another one, Demarcus. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm feeling offended. I'm... Okay, sorry. Taking my thunder. You could be pissed <laughs> off. Or... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> ah, anyways, yeah. So basically, right after this, her and the band like ran to the New York who's post and, and Twitter and Instagram and apologized for peeing on the man's face and said that that's not what their band is about. Um, yeah. I'm watching. The dude need to apologize. He needs to apologize too. I mean, cause he, he laid there. I mean, it was like, I don't know. I just think that was, I don't know. I think that's they just, must that's not have been too freaked out because they continued their song. They were oh, still yeah, 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 calling up hey, Carlton, they waited until stage. after the show, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they waited exactly. until after the show. And I mean, not only that, but she was singing like the whole time. Like, I've never tried to sing and pee at the same time, but I would think that that takes an extraordinary amount of talent itself. Well, I don't know. I've I've sang in the shower. I mean, but singing and peeing, that's two different things. I could probably go. Ah, at the same time. <laughs> people really were like uh, in a sense of outrage about this whole thing. There were actually some people calling for her arrest um, no. for indecent exposure. Yeah. Which I will say rock, this. Rock and roll, man. It's rock and roll. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't like it, don't buy the ticket to go to the show. Hey, she, I, she popped Ozzy. I'll tell you that much. I was about to say, now, I think that if Ozzy pulled out his uh, winky and started sprinkling all over everybody in the crowd, then Ozzy would this be going the, to jail. Yeah, this isn't the first time this kind of stuff has happened, right? I mean, it's the first time I ever heard of somebody peeing on somebody on stage other than, you know, the R. Kelly thing. But I'm just saying, yeah. I don't know about none, none of this ever happened before. I'm sure there's been plenty of peeing on stages. I bet R. Kelly somewhere just, man, y'all need to let me out. Y'all let us get away with it. <laughs> oh. It wasn't a 14-year-old boy she was peeing on. Yeah. I mean, that's true. <laughs> it's very, very true. So I don't know. I hope the best for them, I guess. I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, yeah, sure. You know what? That's what he wanted, and she gave it to him. I mean, hey, I mean, I don't know how to... Sure. I, you know what though? I'm gonna tell y'all like this though. Uh, just, let's just be honest. If Lizzo did something like that, <laughs> they would put oh. her away. Oh, oh yes. Absolutely. They would have put her away. That, that would be like 
the villagers with pitchforks and torches would show up to take her away. Let's just yeah. be real. Let's just um, be real with it. You know what I, I'm saying? I agree with that, no doubt. Let's just be real. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. If um, who did that, I don't. That, I don't know. Who that dude's about. probably gonna take that jacket home and put it on eBay. Yep. Oh yeah. Just be real. Yeah. What's her name? Sophia Urine. Bad. Yeah. And yeah. save. Dried yeah, yeah. on this. You can smell the hatred in the pee. Yeah. Well, so, I, hope for, I hope for him that it was towards the end of the show. And he didn't have to go back in the crowd smelling like that for the rest of the... No, no. If you watch the video, basically towards the end, she's telling her security to get this piece of trash off of the stage after she peed on him. You have no right to call him that, ma'am, after you did that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm conflicted. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if the security went for them. It went for her, you know. I mean, I don't know. I just, if you're into that, that's for the bedroom. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I guess, that, yeah. That, that perversion there no, is out in the streets. Have that you outside. Know, have you no cooth? Gross. Has there been any interviews with him pop up yet? Not that I know of, but I'm sure that it's not. If we haven't, it's on its way. Oh, he'll be I, on I Ellen. I bet he'll be on Ellen on Monday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, eyes. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll hear about it somewhere. So that's one of the things that we saw this week. Breaking news yesterday. I was uh, going through some things and I just happened to run across the Rittenhouse trial. Now, for the most part, I've tried my best to stay out of any type of political climate, which I mean, to this wasn't about politics as far as I'm concerned. It was more about the whole aspect of the Rittenhouse trial. Now, I try to stay out of political climate to a certain extent. I don't think that this is about politics. I think this is about a really bad situation where things went wrong because they were escalated. Uh, and basically what happened, if you live underneath a rock and you haven't been paying attention to this, is a teenage boy at the age of 17 decided that he was going to go to the neighboring state and uh, protect businesses that were being possibly attacked for the whole thing happening with an individual that was paralyzed and being shot by the police. He was now, only 17? Yeah, Rittenhouse was only 17 at the time. Uh, he's 18 now, but you know, the time has, time has passed by. So basically, there was an escalation between him and one other guy. Somehow or another, which they don't know exactly, Rittenhouse was made to run. Uh, he ran from a guy with a plastic bag that had like some toothpaste, a toothbrush, and a comb in it. And I guess the Rittenhouse was afraid for his life. So when the man threw the plastic bag at Rittenhouse, he shot him dead right then and there. So Right after that, you had two other guys that ran towards Rittenhouse, and one had a gun that was trying to stop him from using his gun. The other one was just running towards him to stop him from using the gun. And pretty much what happens- It wasn't after, with the gun, it was an AR-15, correct? Yes, Rittenhouse had an AR-15, correct. However, one of the victims, which that's what I'm calling, I don't care what the court says, one of the victims, we also had a gun, but it's a very interesting situation, right? 
and just to finish up pretty much what happened was is Rittenhouse shot all three of these people only one of them survived and he was in critical condition now doubling back if you see a man shoot another man with an ar-15 and starts aiming at other people which he's actually shoot he actually shot at multiple people that night he only hit three but he shot at multiple people if i see somebody that's shooting at multiple people you in your mind you you especially in this current political climate you think that's an active shooter so that is an active shooter that's an active shooter exactly so you're gonna try to stop that right so if if things were and it went in, in a different direction and rittenhouse was an active shooter these people that got shot would have been heroes right supposedly yeah. so i don't like taking stance on this type of thing one way or another however i will say this i don't feel that justice was done i'm not gonna say what i believe should have happened or what he should have been charged with one way or another however there's a lot of things that were messed up in this trial he was somewhere where he shouldn't have been to begin with and he illegally got his gun that he brought to this protest yeah um, he antagonized he he put himself in that situation not to mention all the stuff that he put out there even before he even got out there there's a video that literally he has him on there basically talking about black pro protesters and how if he had his gun he would shoot them all and kill them yeah i knew the boy was gonna get off i mean i just knew it i didn't put much stock in it why it, why do you say that it, he's white were there he's white because he's white yeah yeah well, dude. who did he kill he didn't kill black people doesn't matter he went to go kill black people but because there were white people involved that's you know yeah. that's what made it murky you heard about the video that was his intention that's why he drove to the other state literally you yeah know? he said that here's the thing and think about this okay they put black lives matter on the terrorist watch group right Yep. You will never hear about white supremacist groups being put on a terrorist watch list. Do you know why? Because a lot of your state representatives, judges, sheriffs, all of that are in those groups. Yeah, you're right. So that's why they will never be put on that. And, and with them being in the system, they will work the system to make sure that the people that stand for that stuff get off. That's yeah, it. but I hardly believe that a 17-year-old kid is representing any of those groups or whatever. I mean, I get that that he went out to seek trouble. I get all that. Mm -hmm. and and encouraged by his mom. Huh? Encouraged by his mom, dude. Yeah, his mom yeah, actually dropped him off. Mm -hmm. But, like, I didn't follow the trial, so I don't, I don't, I can't really say anything on any specifics because I really don't know. Mm -hmm. But I do know that, you know, regardless of what he, he was looking for trouble and he found it, obviously. Mm -hmm. But unless he was attacked, unless he was attacked, then, you know, I mean, because anybody can walk around with a gun and spout out all kinds of stupid crap. But see, that's the thing, Mike. He went looking for trouble. He wanted to be attacked. That's the thing. Yeah. He went but even even still, it doesn't matter what color you are. You go out there and you can walk around with a gun and spout out all kinds of crap. Nobody should attack you. And I don't know if that's what happens. Like I said, I'm not I'm not defending him. I'm not. I haven't watched the trial. I have no idea. 
but like anybody can go out there and spout out stupid stuff but if you're attacked i don't know i don't know yeah yeah i see what you're saying i I mean i get it it shouldn't matter who you are race color or creed about as far as something like this happening and the justice system should reflect those exact things but there's a saying that i have it's it's uh should should fairy tale shit and basically that means that a lot of people like to live as though you know this world is brought up on all these fundamental morals and living as though it's a fairy tale and if you try to live your life like a fairy tale then it's going to end up like a fairy tale and most people yeah. don't know that the fairy tales are some of the most horrible stories in uh, oh, yeah. history Darkest. um yes they're absolutely terrible so i really hope that a lot of these things slow down stop go away all together however i know that it's not going to because there's way too many people on both sides who are escalating this um, you know what for me carlton what frustrates me and i'm just being honest and i'm probably gonna piss some people off is i can't stand when i hear my people black people wanting things to get worse it doesn't have to get worse before it could get better. No, right. they don't, I mean, why are you acting the way you're accusing these other people of being? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like we got to push for stuff. Violence, man, that ain't the way. It ain't the I way, agree. man. I it, agree. It ain't the way. Now, I understand I'm not against protecting myself. I'm mm-hmm. not against, you know, protecting my home and my wife and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. just going out here and, and breaking stuff. And what you got to realize, too, man, these riots... A lot of people just say that they're just animals and everything. They feel like that's all they got left to them. Yeah. If you look in like in the medieval times, you look in like, you know, in the feudal times and stuff, when the people, when the poor people, when the downtrodden had enough, what happened? They rioted. Right. That was their way of getting what, you know, kind of defying the serfs. I mean, the not the serfs, they were the serfs. The people in charge, the dukes and, and lords and kings and all of that. That was their way of acting out, man. Right. Because they, they don't have nothing else left to them. You basically treat them like animals and you put them in cages. And then the thing is, a lot of my people, they don't know better. That's all they know. And that's the sad part, them not wanting to know more. Them not wanting to, you know, to learn about the best way to fight instead of knocking out windows and, you know... Yeah, act all crazy and stuff, man. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Well, that goes for all races. I mean, like, if you're taught that way, then what else do you know? Unless you go out and try to figure it out yourself. And yeah, it's sad. You know, every group has bad apples, and that want to, you know, because like the protests. I know that there was peaceful protesting going on, and it was a message that needed to be heard. But there are bad people everywhere that want to ruin it for the people that are trying to get they didn't have any agenda other than doing bad things and they ruin it for the people who are truly trying to make a change and it sucks all the way around i agree 100 percent. i truly believe that one of the only ways that um we as a people and i'm just saying generally speaking even on my side with uh, black people is if you want to make a change if you want to make a an ongoing specific change than economic growth and distributing wealth within the community is going to be the way to go. Of course, honest economic growth. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes, honest economic growth and you know things of that nature is what, what is what's going to change more things. Even when we look back towards the civil rights movement with Martin Luther King, nothing really started happening until he started digging in the pockets of the people in Washington or, yeah. or in the state. That's when there were some big changes. And I mean, a lot of people even say that's what got him killed. So I said all that to say, man, and then we'll move on. There's a lot of craziness going on in the world. I believe that we have a very long way to go as a people. And I do wish absolutely for equality in every way, shape, form, or fashion. And my honest opinion, I don't think that that trial would have went if it was an equal world, and then let's say that was a person that looked like me in the same trial, then it wouldn't have went that way. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, that type of thing happens all the time. And I mean, look at what happened not too long ago with uh, Breonna Taylor's boyfriend. Yeah. They tried to charge him for shooting at police. However, police broke down that door he had no idea who they were, so he started. They didn't announce themselves. Didn't announce themselves whatsoever. So, honestly, let's be honest. That's self-defense, and yet, that's not what they're calling it. So, equality, man. That's all I'm wishing for. That's all I'm hoping for is equality. Yeah. Um. So. Amen. Yeah. We're gonna move on from depressing news, uh, and. <laughs> Let's go back to talking about eating boogers. <laughs> boogers. Yes, and we're going to go straight into Marvel's What If Episode 8. What if Thor was an only child? <laughs> I know this was your favorite episode. No, no, it wasn't. I particularly think that it was... Uh, how can I say this? It was a waste of my time. Okay, It wasn't too good seeing Thor in, a, in that light. I mean, he was airheaded. And it, it was like, you see how him growing up with Loki just really shaped him into the Thor he is today. The only thing I felt like was good about that uh, episode was the fight scene with him and Captain Marvel. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I like, would definitely he already, see that. Wasn't he always kind of on the edge of being that guy anyway? Not really, like, not in the comic book. Not in no? the comic. Nah. Not, Nah, Thor Odin's son was exactly what, just exactly that. He was Odin's son. That cat was very honorable. He had been in many, many battles and she was respectable. Um, So to see him in a light where he was literally a frat boy was just like, ugh, was cringy. It was a a kick butt looking party though. I just pictured them like plundering world with just partying and just doing whatever to me like when when loki showed up with the st louis arch upside down and was gonna make the big slingshot that's when i started laughing and uh i mean personally i kind of enjoyed the show i thought it was a good comedy break in all the seriousness okay i'll tell you what i'll give the listeners a brief rundown of what happened in it and we'll let them finish it later right or, or whatever the case may be because, ah, I'm out already. So as it says on fandom, basically, instead of adopting Loki, Odin returns him to the Frost Giants, leaving Thor to grow up as his only child. As he becomes of age, Thor begins to travel amongst the cosmos, a self-dubbed prince of parties. In modern times, as Odin enters Odin's sleep, 
what's his mother's name? Frigga. Frigga. Okay, just making sure. Frigga, please. <laughs> Sorry. Stop it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, stupid. Anyways, Frigga assigns her. I had to make sure that that I, because I sounded that out in my mind, and I was like, wait. Maybe there's another way of saying that. Anyways, assigns her son to study up with the nine realms and his preparation to become the king of Asgard one day. Although she uh, disallows Thor from partying, he gathers Lady Sif and the Warriors Three to travel to Earth to perform the contract. As Hemdel barely pays attention to the humans. This was their way out. They knew that they could go and party on Earth or Midgard, as it is known there, because Hemdel doesn't really care so he ends up landing in new mexico kind of where he ended up before however shield is there and these two scientists end up contacting shield letting him know that an alien invasion has started so this is uh jane foster and darcy lewis which you remember them from the what was that i think that was the what the first thor movie first thor movies and also wandavision yeah. Or Darcy. Uh, gotcha. Yep. You know, you're right. Yep. So basically, Foster, which is Jane Foster, talks to the Norse god of thunder about Alpha Star, and they begin to fall for each other. While the party goes on, Howard the Duck, yes, Howard the Duck, as in the Duck named Howard, asks Lewis out only to get engaged soon after. S.H.I.E.L.D. director Nick Fury attempts to reach Thor, but accidentally is knocked into a coma. <laughs> yeah. leading, leading Maria Hill as the naming acting director at that time. So, basically, Thor goes to different planets to party, and then they party each planet to death. And they want to kind of stop that from happening to Earth, because, you know, that would be bad. So basically everybody shows up and they end up going to Vegas and they're partying, they're partying, they're partying, and they're noticing that destruction is happening literally everywhere. They're breaking up stuff. I mean, it's absolute mayhem. So basically Shield shows up in order to ask Thor to leave. They ask him to leave. He pretty much says, no, I'm gonna do what I want because I'm Thor. So they call in the big guns, which the big guns is the same thing that they called in during the movie, which is Captain Marvel, which Captain Marvel is way more overpowered than she is in the comic book. I'll just say that in the MCU universe, they've made her incredibly powerful. I'll tell you like this in the comic book, Captain Marvel can't stand up to Thor like that. Thor, yeah. uh, that's not a thing. She's strong, but she ain't that strong. So, Basically, him, Thor, and Captain Marvel go back, back and forth, back and forth for a little while as they're fighting around the globe, pretty much. And what happens is, is that Jane Foster comes up with a plan to actually get with, to warn Frigga of what's going on with Thor. So she does just that. She warns Frigga. Frigga contacts Thor, kind of lets him know that she may know that something weird is going on. And then he goes into a, a state of freaking out because his mother is going to show up. I mean, I don't know if he's going to get a whooping or nothing, but it sure seems like he might get a whooping. I don't know what somebody like Thor getting a whooping looks like, but I'm sure it's very uncomfortable. So 
basically after that there's this whole you know massive cleanup of earth before she shows up and uh that's pretty much it that's all i got as far as that's concerned i mean me personally it was a waste of my time i mean i guess it was a good break in between the action i mean i guess but for me i would have rather something with a little bit more oomph what do you guys think i don't know again it was just kind of hard seeing thor in that light all the cameos were that was pretty neat and cool but just downplaying Thor like that. I don't like it. I do love how they slip, you know, little jokes in, you know, every now and then, like in the first Avengers, when they're around the round table and they're talking about Loki and Banner says, the guy is as crazy as a bag of cats. And uh, Thor says, have a care, he's my brother. And then Fury says he's killed like two, 300 people or something like that. He says, half brother, you know, I mean, stuff like <laughs> that is, is funny. But making him look stupid, I don't know. I guess it was, thank God it's an alternate dimension, you know, But because I was sitting there thinking, how is he going to handle the impending doom? How is he going to handle all of that? He's not battle hard. Who showed up at the end? Ultron. Hmm. With all the stones. I mean, oh, I, yes. I thought it was all right. I had a couple of good chuckles during the episode. I think um, Jane... Natalie Portman's character actually made a, I can't remember the line right now, but I know she made a, uh, there was a nod to Star Wars in there too. Really? Yep. Huh. I don't yeah. remember. Because she plays uh, Padme Amidala. That's, in Star Wars. That's but, right. Uh, I, thought, I thought it was okay. I mean, I know you guys are okay. big comic book Thor fans and it kind of hurt your butt a little bit, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> somebody from the outside watching in, I it funny, and I would have loved to have been invited to that party. <laughs> I mean, I guess we are comic book snobs, but you know what? I'm. I think I'm okay with it. That's kind of one of the reasons why I'm kind of outside of the Marvel comic universe right now because they're doing some things that I'm not happy with. We're not going to get into that, though. We've had enough politicalness today. Politicalness? I'm going to go with that. Politicalness today. I ain't got nothing. I don't want to go that route. Anyways, so Mike is in. I'm out. Sounds like DeMarcus is out as well on this one episode. However, we got some great news for you on the next one, man. It's going to get wild. In this next episode, the next two episodes are going to be awesome. Filled with action, suspense, caveats and all types of things really soon so uh definitely tune in next week for more information about this next episode so moving on next thing that we're going to be talking about is da -da -da -da, we're going to be talking about episodes eight and nine of the star wars visions yeah um episode eight titled lop and ocho and it was by the Gino Studio, produced by the Gino Studio. And um, I tell you, thinking back to when we first started doing these vision reviews, we started off because that first episode was so good. You know, we started off almost like, oh, the rest of them weren't as good as that first one. But now that I've rewatched them to do these reviews, like this one was a good, it was a good episode. And I'm not an artist, so I don't really know how to comment. Like the opening scene where the Star Destroyer comes out of hyperspace 
I mean, it looked real to me. And then, you know, and it descends on, on a planet, Tau, Tao, Tao. And uh, it really was an episode that showed what the Empire's oppression, like what they did to planets. I mean, this planet was rich with like nature and, and stuff that the Empire needed. Mm-hmm. So they take over and they had slaves and Lop ended up being a runaway slave. And she was on the streets of this city of, on the planet. And it was really cool because it, every scene, there was so much. Like you saw an alleyway where it might have been like a street market. There were stands, fruit stands and all kinds of stuff. But there was so much more detail to each scene that kind of amazed me. So she runs into, she tries to steal fruit from a vendor and then eventually becomes a part of their family. They realize that she's a runaway slave and it was boss Yasaburo and his daughter Ocho. And they take on this orphan slave as one of their own and raise her. And then they show seven years later where the daughter, the Yazaburo's real daughter, joins the Empire mm-hmm. because she feels they need the Empire in order to grow or whatever. And it's not what he wanted. He even made the comment that we lived for so many years without even the Republic's help. What makes you think that we need the Empire's help? And uh, she wasn't having it. So anyway, she joins the Empire. Lop goes back, talks to her father. He hands down a lightsaber that was given to his family from a Jedi. And um, he then leaves to go and face his daughter. And she's really anxious about it. So she ends up following him and stepping in when her father's knocked down by his daughter. And I thought, you know, that would be such a difficult thing to do. Yeah. Is fight, you know, fight, fight your own daughter over just principles, really. And so Lop ends up blocking a swing from her sister with the lightsaber. The sister then sees the lightsaber, knows what it is, and becomes enraged by it because it was supposed to go to her. And then that little sequence right there awakened the Force inside of Lop. And she, you know, uses the Force to bring her father's blade over to her and she's fighting her sister with two blades and ends up cutting an an x in her chest knocking her off the building we thought she was dead but uh she was caught by one of the imperial ships and then leaves the planet so we really don't know what happens if the empire leaves the planet for good we just know that they both live to fight another day i don't know i I like that episode what did you guys think of it i liked it i think they did a really good job with animation the setup was cool that little bunny was a badass the little bunny was a badass i was very <laughs> surprised because i wasn't expecting that much out of her but um when she really got awoken to the force she was a beast and a force to be reckoned with i did not see that coming i knew something was gonna happen i'm all in on that one man all in it's pretty cool i one thing that bothered me was her feet though i was like man why she got bugs <laughs> <laughs> hey, Doc. May the force be with you. Nah. You know what I mean? It's just... Golly. Looks like bugs. I mean, Warner Brothers should be pissed off. Oh, that's fine. 
And could you, hey, could you see it? Hey, check this out. Envision this. These are not the droids you're looking for, Doc. These are not the droids. Uh, yeah, they're not the uh, droids we're looking for. Yeah, what do you think? You are just despicable. Wow. Dude. I'm sorry. It's a talented guy. It's a talented guy right there. Yeah. Let's do that. I heard everybody there just now. It was great. It's like I they saw were standing it. in front of me. Yeah, standing yeah, in front I of me. I saw it all in my head. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I think stormtrooper outfit on. Wow. You know what? I think yeah. wasn't he did that for real though. I remember there was that Daffy wasn't a storm a white stormtrooper mm-hmm. except for something. I don't know what it was. It should have been Marvin. These are not the droids we are looking for. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, he would have had a Darth Vader helmet on, though. Like, hey, you know guys, I mean? you know what I think? I had this crazy thought. You know, people that have that Elmer, uh, was it the Elmer Fudd speech impediment? Yeah. I call it the Wawa. Hello, how are you? What if you took a Wawa pedal and put it on your voice? Wouldn't it fix it? Hello. No. Hello. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I worked with a guy. Back in the late '80s, <laughs> that talked like Elmer Fudd, and, he, and, and it was uh, MC Hammer. You can't touch this. Was a big song there, and he used to sit there and flip garlic bread at the, at the grill, and he'd be like, "You can't touch it, God, my, you can't touch it, my, God, my, you can't touch it." <laughs> I wouldn't have worked. I wouldn't have worked with him for very long because I'm sure I would have been recorded. Get down on it. Get down on it. God, Mike, you gotta get down on it, Mike. God, Mike, you gotta get down on it. <laughs> hey, hey, Carlton. Mike just told us what color this dude is. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. I did? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> i tell you what, he damn sure wasn't chocolate. What I'll tell you that. You oh, he wasn't chocolate. He was black. You, you think Actually, he was a little white guy. He had. Yeah, like uh Really? Yes, dude. Yeah, like uh definitely like straw colored blonde hair. Blonde hair, right. blue eyes. But he was from New Orleans, so he had a oh. he had a weird uh, accent that they have down there. So now that that's funny because he was naming all the like the old I know. But they were popular songs at the time, man. You gotta remember. Yeah. That's those white, popular. That's white folk. We do like that, oh, especially around that time. At, at that time, that was there's very popular on those side of the tracks as well. They just played it in their house. They didn't play it on the road because they didn't want their neighbors to to know they they like chocolate music. Y'all hear that? Bobby's over there getting down on it. I'll have you know. I'll have you know that I was one of the five white people at the Omni in 1988 at the All Stars of Rap. Wow! Really. Yeah, man. It was like uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, Run DMC, Public Enemy, and Salt and Peppa. And I you believe. knew all of the lyrics? No, not all of them. Run DMC I did, but not, well, you know, of course, the couple of popular songs from DJ Jazzy Jeff, but, or in the Fresh Prince. I was 14 years old. Wow. It was well, a good comp. At least you weren't like 20. Or twenty five, then because then you really be no, old. I, I went with some friends. We it was good show, man. It was a good show. 
hey, it's a good thing you weren't that age because right now in this podcast, it would be hard to do it. Be like, so what do you think, Mike? Mike? Yeah, I remember when I used to watch the Star Wars. It was uh, the, it was the, 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 the people with the uh with, with the with with the hands and they used to they yeah. used to wipe their hands on the on the sky or something over there. And then uh they would they would make stuff fall out the sky. Hey yeah. Hey, where's my depends yet? I got a, I made a poopy a little bit. Yeah. Tough, tougher than leather wrapping of my cane. Tougher than <laughs> All right, episode nine. All right, let's go. Akakiri, I think is how you pronounce it. It was uh, produced by Science Saru. I don't know what that is, but I know Akakiri means red haze. So this was an interesting episode as it kind of has a tragic ending, but it starts off, we meet a Jedi, Tsubaki, and he's fighting off these masked warriors, his B-wing plane just, or aircraft just crashed on the planet he was coming back to help some people that i guess he had he had been there five years beforehand and helped these people and and he saw a vision that they were in trouble and so he came back to help and then the actual people that he came to help misa she actually saves him from these warriors and her goofy her goofy guides and then he goes because he goes down with like a bad bit he's having these these visions and basically what it is is it course it was foreshadowing and it was the dark side like calling giving him these visions we see that a lot actually with uh, Anakin Skywalker in the movies and then turns out Misa's aunt who is the sister of the king is a big ugly Sith oh yeah scrum too yeah big, and ugly uh, Sith. They, she was a Sith but she was she was big and ugly. I would definitely agree with that. She looked like, nope, I'm not going to go there. I'm not, nope, I'm not going to say nothing because I don't want to get in no trouble. So she, yeah, she, I'm yeah. just going to say she looked say- like an art part. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I know exactly what you're going to say. Damn. Excuse me, I sneeze. Damn. Actually, it's written down on my piece of paper here, and I scratched it out and put big, ugly. <laughs> Uh, yes, this is a very heavy political climate right now, and I don't want no, I don't want to get some no troubles. All right, so Sabaki and the ant they fight, and um, somehow or another she tricks him into killing Misa, which they have a flashback, and you can tell he's kind of fond of of this girl Misa. Of course, he's a Jedi, and Jedi don't get to to have those pleasantries of being with somebody else like that so she tricks him into killing her and then um kind of goes back to uh episode three revenge of the sith where the, the emperor or before he was the emperor palpatine uh, was subdued, it huh was it chancellor wasn't he a chancellor yeah he was the supreme chancellor palpatine yeah. so she he seduced anakin to the dark side by enticing him that he could save lives that he could create life through the dark side of the force and then it's basically kind of the same thing so the dark side the two can create life can save her and she seduces him 
Sabaki to the dark side with the dead girl and he calls her master. They use the force and bring her back and then uh, he walks away. So it was not an ending that I had anticipated. It's not a good ending. And but that I like that, though. I like sometimes I do like stories that don't end the way you think they're going to end. Well, I mean, that's just a, that's a good lead into like season two, because you want to know the fate of that cat. And hopefully yeah. he does come to his senses and, and leaves the dark side. And a lot of Jedis have done that, right? They, oh, yeah. They've been dark and they came back to the light. You know, I don't know if it was the last episode we had or the one before that, actually, the, one, the episode before um, when we had friend Leon and we were talking about lightsaber color. And really, like throughout my whole life, I always thought there really wasn't any rhyme or reason. So I started doing a little bit of research and come to find out that really the color of the lightsaber does reflect the force, the person using it, it reflects their connection to the force. And now it won't change colors. Like if somebody else was to pick it up and start using it, it's not gonna change colors, but, and purple, was a mix of the dark side and the light side really? and which kind of bring makes me think of mace windu yeah um samuel jackson's character you know like like he had to actually tap into a little bit of the dark side you know in order to wield that kind of power that he had and um yeah sorry that was a tangent i just went off on but it got me thinking because i've been listening to our podcasts and but um what did you guys think of this one? Did you like it? Yeah, oh, I did. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I, I thought it was good. I didn't too much like the art style, though. It was a bit, how can I say? It had too much of an old school feel to it, right? That was like some old school, old school. I mean, like I'm talking about like old school Cyborg 009 type of art. All right, and we're not there. We're here. We're now. So, I mean, that was the only thing that I didn't like that I would have changed. The whole aspect of the his battle between light and darkness was was also a great facet to it. And then, I mean, I as soon as I saw that one enemy moving towards him, and it was her that pushed that enemy to, I knew, I knew right then and there that something was going to happen, and then it did. So yeah, that was really messed up, and I didn't know. So what really happened? Did did the dark side really bring her back to life? I thought that that was a lie that the practitioners tell everybody is that the dark side can give you powers to bring people back to life. Um, Isn't that I mean, like what they did with Saboeth, but it never turned out right? With what? Saboeth. Remember that with the clones, they tried to clone Saboeth, but they, they, after he died, but that didn't work out. That's like a lie that the Sith tells, but that's the way they try to fix it. Yeah, so they used the clone thing i thought it, it to me personally like i love star wars but it seemed like they leaned on that a little too hard and it's kind of an easy way out of the story by using clone that's how they brought back palpatine blah 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 but uh it's said that his anakin skywalker was created by the midichlorians it was almost like a the miracle birth because his mother would just became pregnant and there was no father or anything like that and he was created by the force and apparently you know and jedi don't they don't mess with that kind of hoodoo they don't do that so the sith are the only ones that really kind of mess with trying to be unnatural about it you know what i mean it's like a whole unnatural thing so 
their power, they are, the dark side is like a whole other side of the power that they can tap into that's unnatural and sure. That Jedi is, wouldn't is, even try to bring somebody back to life. Okay, okay, uh, okay. So it's not to say that Jedi's powers is, is far from that ability. It's just that they wouldn't do it because it's against the inclination of, of interfering exactly. with the natural order of things. You know, Yoda okay. once said, I think he said, rejoice for those who who transform to the Force. Rejoice for those who die, basically. You know, they're out of this mess. Okay. So just let them, we move on from here. We don't try to bring them back and all that. So the Sith are the only ones that would actually try to do that. And in order for him to do that, he would have a, have a connection with her. And so he became her apprentice right there. And uh, together they brought her back. So. Huh. Okay. All in all, it was a wild ride. I wasn't expecting that at, at the end. Yeah, I'm in. I do have a little bit of news. I found we I found an article that they are casting for the upcoming Ahsoka series that we've been kind of talking about, which will start filming, I think they said, in March of next year. And it's supposed to come out, they're hoping in spring of 2023 is the Ahsoka series. And it'll be, I think it'll be a one-time series. But, you know, Star Wars fans like me are giddy about it and we want to see it. And then they've cast Natasha Lubordizo. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but she is an actress that was in the 2016 Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon sort of destiny movie. She was in The Greatest Showman, another one called Guns Akimbo, The Voyeurs. She was on a Netflix series called The Society, and they've cast her to play Sabine Wren. And Sabine Wren was one of the main characters of the animated series, The Rebels. And she was a Mandalorian. She had joined the Imperial Academy, and then actually she's a weapons expert. She created some big weapons for them, which in that series, The Rebels, they had to they actually had to fight against and then she left the academy. She was a dropout of the academy and then joined a band of rebels. She's also a graffiti artist. So like anything that has anything to do with her is colorful and all graffitied up. Like her Mandalorian outfit has all kinds of graffiti. Like any of the ships that she flies or owns has graffiti. She had a great character arc during that animated series and she is a fan favorite and it's very exciting news for Star Wars fans that they're casting for her role to become live action. You think the actress can uh, pull it off? Man, if you pull it up, pull it up and look at one of the articles. They've got her. I've never seen this girl. If you look at the picture of the animated character and her, it's spot on. Yeah, she's a spinning image of it. Hmm. Okay, so, all right. And I'm very, very excited about it. Hmm. There's a couple more characters from that show that I want to see. Mainly, of course, we're going after Ezra Bridger, who was uh, a young Jedi. He takes down one of the Empire's most notorious you know, leaders, uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. And they disappear at the end of the last episode. And then when 
in the Mandalorian when Ahsoka was fighting the, the woman in Mandalorian, she wanted to know where her master is. Where is your master, Grand Admiral Thrawn? So she, we know she's out there looking for Ezra. And of course, she's going to bring on, on Sabine to help her. And uh, hopefully a couple other characters from the Rebels will show up too. What was that Maybe. alien name on there with the ears? He was voiced by Steve Bloom. Had the big gun. Ears? Now you're making me draw a blank. Uh, you have to ask me these, these questions. Let me ask you this. This is uh, kind of off topic, but it's on topic, but off. Have you guys heard of Arcane? No. It's no. on Netflix. Guys, y'all need to check that out. Okay. That thing is woo. Maybe, maybe oh, that's Steve, something that we can cover. That Steve on the next. Wins. Zeb Aurelios. Yeah. Okay. Is, you think he'll be on there? I hope so, man. He was a great character. They'll have to do some CGI for him, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right on. So I'm definitely in on that one. I enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm hoping that we get to see some greatness from that, which is Ahsoka and everything yes. else that's coming out with it. I'm really starting to enjoy uh, Star Wars franchise. I guess I'm not like a snob like you or uh, uh, DK Thomas, because I know that DK Thomas is very... Um, He's more upset. of a snob. I'm more of a fan. He's upset with the direction that all that's going yeah. in on the type of the jazz. But I can't wait to see more. So, all right. I don't get upset because it's not my story. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just following along. If it goes the opposite way than I think it should, then that's not on me. That's on whoever wrote it. And that's their thing. That's their vision. So, I got just you. like our story. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So... With that, I think that we talked pretty much about everything that we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to bring uh, today's episode to a close. And uh, to further on our mission, we want everybody to get along equality. And uh, we all need to get out there and do better as people as a whole. So once again, I'm Victorious Wolf, and I'm here with uh, De- uh, Demarcus and uh, Ivory Mike. And we wish you guys uh, peace, brotherhood, and soul. <laughs> Bye. listening to the infinite worlds podcast thank you for listening and please if you have any questions about the things we were talking about or would like to comment on any of today's talking points please follow us on twitter at infinite worlds six instagram and facebook at infinite worlds.us and if you like what we do Please support us by recommending the podcast to friends and family and by supporting us through Patreon or the listener support option given on this platform. See you next time.